Hey, Jenny, what's so great about beer? Beer is proof that God loves us and wants us to be happy. Welcome, welcome. You are listening to Beer Talk Radio. I am your host, Ginny the Greek, and this is the podcast where we explore craft beer culture with industry experts, foodie friends, ale enthusiasts, and microbrew misfits. If you enjoy the show, please don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes. If you're interested in learning more about Beer Talk Radio, please visit www.beertalkradio.net. All of the social media links announcements, events, and promotions are on the website. And if you have a suggestion, if there's a person you'd like me to interview or a brewery you would like me to visit, please write me an email with your feedback at jenny at beertalkradio.net. Today, I have a very special guest with me today. He is a Las Vegas native. I met him on LinkedIn, and I am so proud and happy that he reached out to me to be a part of the show. Actually, I'm quite flattered. His name is Patrick Catfished Curran. The Las Vegas native is also a social media mastermind, art teacher, marketing strategist, web designer, heavy thinker, and armchair philosopher. I talk about armchair patriotism in one of in one of my stand-up routines. I'll show it to you one time. Patrick went to Wesleyan University in Connecticut and is a firm believer in liberty, reason, the scientific method, kindness, and the search for the heart of everything that is. Welcome to the show, Patrick. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. It's a- Why don't you tell us all what SEO means? And I know that it's a buzzword that a lot of people use. I'm in the Toastmasters community, which by default means that I'm in the public speaking community, which by default means that I'm in the financial services, marketing services, and motivational life coaching community as well. I didn't ask for this, but, you know, it just became a part of my life, whether I liked it or not. Explain to us in layman terms what SEO means and what it is that you do exactly. Um, So SEO stands for search engine optimization, quite simply. Um, And um, how that comes into play if you have a business um, and you're trying to get found online, when you type into Google Hookah Lounge Las Vegas, uh, ideally you would come up first. Now the first results are always ads you know, they say ad before them, you pay for that, it's pay-per-click marketing. That's called SEM or search engine marketing. Um, But SEO is the art of getting web pages to rank uh, organically after those ads. So on any given search, like whoever has that first page, usually like that's probably a pretty trustworthy business because in order to get there, they've been around for a long time. Right, the targets, the Home Depots, the big companies. Sure. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, actually, Target is a hundred years old. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, another, they were another time. Another time. But I want to hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, 
how you can leverage this, um, if you have a website, first of all, you have to put yourself in the mind of your customers and you have to think about how is my customer or potential customer Googling my business? What do they type in? And um, there are a number of tools out there. I won't mention any names because I don't support uh, any one more than another. Uh, they all aggregate search volume data, uh, meaning how many people are actually typing this into Google and cost per click and all these things equally well. Um, some have better interfaces than others, but I, if, if you're serious about trying to rank digitally, you need to invest in a proper keyword research tool. Um, it's not something that you can do on the free version that Google has. I mean, you, 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 you can. And actually, there's, I will plug one. I will plug one. There's a fabulous Chrome browser plugin called Keywords Anywhere. It's free. And whatever you type into that Google search bar, a little window pops up below it and says 1,600 searches per month. And you can set the geographic parameters. So you can be like, how many people are searching in Nevada? How many people are searching nationwide? Like, it's a very to useful your, tool. To get your target unit. Yes. Okay. See, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I, yeah, I mean, what I can say, if you want to succeed at SEO, um, uh, you need to know what your three main keywords are for your business. Um, and they may not be what you think they are, um, because how you would search for your business knowing and how somebody else just looking for something would search can be completely different. You might have nomenclature um, and things specific to your business that you go, uh, everybody knows this, but no, I mean, nobody knows shit. Like we're all kind of dumb in the head a little bit, you know, when we're out of our element and you have to approach SEO in that way. So you need to find the search volume for your top three keywords. And those keywords need to be in all of your content on every page. Uh, you have photos on your website. Great. There's a thing called alt tags. Um, alt image tags where you put it like a description of the photo well the description separate and then there's the alt tags which is how Google indexes the photo so whenever you do an image search people that get that game really good get a lot of click-throughs to their website because people see an image and they're like oh that's what I'm looking for so you want to tag that image with your number one number two number three keyword you know uh, I don't want a total full consultation right now all right but if I was your client, what do you think my top SEO keywords would be? Beer Talk Radio. Because I need help with this. So Without um, pulling up the SERPs right now, your number one is probably going to be Breweries Las Vegas mm -hmm. or Las Vegas Breweries. That's kind of the same thing in Google's eyes. Um, after that, maybe Craft Brew. Um, but I mean... So the reason why I say this and like put it specifically to the geographic location is because if you do like craft brew podcast, I'm not sure how many of them are out there, but there's, there's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. So, um, I mean, shit, I was on one, you know, well, not specifically that, but beer was involved. Um, <laughs> you have to target where the search volume is. And then it's like, um, you know, door to door marketing. You know, the more doors you knock on, the more opportunities you have. Like if you're talking to somebody and you know it's going to take you more than 90 seconds to get them into a closing conversation, you need to walk away and go to the next door.
It's the same thing on Google. You need to target where the search volume is, even if it's only tangentially related to what you're doing. That is not specifically. Patrick, what does tangentially mean? <laughs> you, your, your vocabulary, man. You are like a walking encyclopedia. I love hearing you talk. What does tangentially mean? All right, we're doing this right now. Yes, um, we're doing it. It's from geometry. You have your sine, cosine, and tangent, and it describes different ways uh, angles, lines interact with each other to make angles. Um, I think what I said was that it's when something doesn't quite relate, like on the nose, but it's in the same ballpark. And uh, Google says, in a way that relates only slightly to a matter, peripherally. And I feel like I feel like I got that one. Thank you for defining tangentially. Can you give us some examples of how you've used SEO to help entrepreneurs who work in culinary or nightlife or restaurant or hospitality? Let's talk about the SEO specifically. So, I mean, I, I, I did some websites for a couple of venues. But, um, those jobs are always like quick and dirty, like venue owners never want to spend money on anything. And so that is what it is. Um, I think uh, a cor- tangentially, tangentially, I think that um, the uh, microblading client that I had is a oh, good thing to talk about because it's service, some right? It's, it's a service. It is a service. Yeah. That's right. It's a beauty service. Absolutely. So she was very good at what she did. And she came here from uh, Dallas. And um, she was ready to pack up and move back home. She had opened her business at like one of those Phoenix salons, like places where you can rent the space or whatever. And uh, she was maybe getting like one call a month from her Yelp or Facebook or whatever. And... Um, Anyway, um, the website is DF, or no, I'm sorry, not DFW. That's the name of her company. It's MurrietaMicroblading.com. I'll touch on that later, why it's not her company name. But so we built this website for her, focused heavy on the keywords and how people were searching for microblading in the uh, Temecula, San Diego area. And within 60 days, we had her at number one or number two on every keyword search for microblading. We also had like page one results for permanent makeup and eyebrow tattoo. Now this was like a perfect storm scenario where there weren't really a lot of people, there weren't really a lot of people like putting themselves out there. There are plenty of people doing microblading, but not a lot of people putting themselves out there digitally. Mm -hmm. So it was a little bit like shooting fish in a barrel. Um, I mean, 60 days like so SEO if you have an SEO guy that you hire for your business and they tell you that they're going to deliver results in 60 days run the can I swear absolutely can I run run the fuck away from that hoe right there like (laughs) seriously like this dude is full of shit or this lady whoever they're full of fucking shit like no you don't deliver SEO organic results in 60 days. This was a perfect storm scenario. Um, we did have similar results with other clients, but again, it was because we identified like a little crease to fit into. Um, and uh, yeah, so I mean, I'm pretty sure in 2019, she's opening up another location in La Jolla Beautiful. from ready to move back home to mommy. <laughs> Beautiful story, thank you.
Attention serious sports bettors. Have you ever wondered what happens to a line on a game before you bet it? How many times have you lost a game by a half a point? Hi, I'm Steven, and I've been a successful professional gambler for over 30 years. I created a podcast called Tell Me I'm Wrong. I talk about value when it comes to sports betting. Since such a small percentage of us are successful in this business, I'm sure just about everything I talk about and share will be just about the opposite of anything you've ever done. Through the years, I've also met some very off-color, off-center characters, and I'll share some of the hilarious stories that have happened when I've crossed their paths. Please join me for the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. You could also find me in my social media links on www.tellmeimwrongshow.com. Thanks for tuning in, and remember, every half point matters. Patrick, tell me when you first discovered craft beer, and let me know if you remember the beer style or the brand that first got you interested. I do remember. I was, um, sorry, 17 years old. And um, when I was 17, I was still drinking Heineken. Hey, when I was 17 years old, um, there was a small brewery in Escondido, California called Stone. Not a small brewery anymore. And they had a brew called Arrogant Bastard Ale. Yes. And now it's owned by like Ball or something like that. Um, But uh, just Arrogant Bastard Stone still does their thing and they do it well. Go visit their brewery. It's amazing. It's so beautiful. Segway, my kids were homeschooled for a long time. So we organized a science day with the other homeschoolers. We went to Stone. Oh, for <laughs> chemistry. Fermentation sciences. Yes. That is a major at UC yes. Davis. Oh, I believe it. But, you know, chemistry does say that alcohol is a solution. <laughs> People say I have a drinking problem. That ain't no reason to stop. People say that I've hit rock bottom just because I'm living off the rocks. So Arrogant Bastard Ale, I had my first one. It was like one of the big giant bottles, one of the like ham-handed things. And uh, what brought me, I'm holding it like a rapper now, sorry. What brought me into it um, was the punch in the face of like, oh, that is bitter. In fact, um, there was a beer company, and I can't remember which one they were called, a major one that had ads at the time called Bitter Beer Face. Is it Rolling Rock or Ice House? I don't know. But um, yeah, it was a major beer line. How many years ago are we talking right now? Um, We're talking like the late 90s. But they, yeah, they had these Bitter Beer Face ads. I mean, they were like Super Bowl style ads. Like the guy would like take a sip of the beer and be like, yeah, they used like face prosthesis to like make it really ridiculous. Those were great ads. Yeah. Yep. But it wasn't offensive. It was like, it was deep. I haven't had an Arrogant Bastard in years. It was great beer. Yeah, so that Arrogant Bastard struck me. I I, I got down the rabbit hole. But being a reader, the description on the side of the Arrogant Bastard Ale, 
if you've never read it, do yourself a favor and Google that right now. It is the most hilarious like description of drinking that you could ever read. Um, yeah, I can we pull can we pull that up? The description of arrogant bastard. Can I read that? Is that a thing we can do? So 17 years old and um, buying cigarettes and uh, buying beer because I had IDs for like seven different states because we had a friend at the DMV that would print these things for us. But um, I'm like, what beer should I get? And we're walking and looking and then there's this one with a devil on it, giant ass bottle and it's arrogant bastard. And I pull it out and I read the description and this is what it said and this is why I drank it. This is an aggressive beer. You probably won't like it. It is quite doubtful that you have the taste or sophistication to be able to appreciate an ale of this quality and depth. We would suggest that you stick to safer and more familiar territory. Maybe something with a multi-million dollar ad campaign aimed at convincing you it's made in a little brewery, or one that implies that their tasteless, fizzy, yellow beer will give you more sex appeal. <laughs> Perhaps you think multi-million dollar ad campaigns make a beer taste better. Perhaps you're mouthing your words as you read this. We believe that pandering to the lowest common denominator represents the height of tyranny, a virtual form of keeping the consumer barefoot and stupid. Brought forth upon an unsuspecting public in 1997, arrogant bastard Ale openly challenged the tyrannical overlords who were brazenly attempting to keep Americans chained in the shackles of poor taste. This is new. I like it. Since the very beginning, arrogant bastard Ale has reveled in its unprecedented and uncompromising celebration of intensity there have been many nods to arrogant bastard ale even though outright attempts to copy it but only uh, but only one can ever embody the true nature of liquid arrogance yeah that last part's all new because i mean it said 97 i mean this was probably 2000 or 2001 when i was 17 so um long time ago but um yeah, I love that. Perhaps this fizzy yellow beer with its multi-million dollar marketing. So this is why I drank the beer. And the first sip was, I mean, I had never had anything like that in my mouth before, you know? Mm -hmm. And I mean, for people who drink IPAs now, like, I mean, that's obviously an ale, but very bitter, very strong. And um, this is not new territory to you at this point. But um, yeah, for, for my sake, for nostalgia's sake, Go grab yourself a can or bottle of that stuff because it's delicious. I completely agree. And I think for a lot of craft beer drinkers, Arrogant Bastard was one of the first things that they tried. And it was definitely one of the first things that I tried so I can relate. And I loved the irreverent labeling. Um, I think at the time I was probably maybe 23 or 24, maybe 25 the first time I had it. But it, for this, basically for the same reason, I read the same thing on the label of the bottle and I was like, ooh, this is for us misfits. Yes. This is for us degenerates. A beer for us. I love it. Is there anything else you'd like to mention about your time living in San Diego and what you discovered in craft beer at that time? Yeah, so much so, because that was here in Las Vegas that I tried Arrogant Bastard and, you know, years later landed at the brewery in Escondido. Um, but uh, interestingly, that description on the bottle is being so libertarian-esque and about liberty and freedom and freeing your mind and not being a slave to the bullshit marketing that we are subjected to all the time. Um, 
So where I really started to embrace craft beer was um, at this, um, I guess, salon style meetup. I don't mean hair. I mean like philosophy discussion meetup. Um, I was very much into um, what's known as peaceful parenting um, and met this guy at a park with his kids. And, um, you know, uh, John was a beautiful guy, is a beautiful guy. And he was very clear with me that as much as I hypothesized and discussed how I cared about this thing, peaceful parenting, I was very much an authoritarian parent and um, I needed to examine these things and uh, our discussions helped me a lot. But he hosted this salon um, that was like libertarian focused, I guess, or personal liberty focused, a lot of crypto guys there. And they also uh, recorded it and did a podcast uh, and YouTube series. Um, I think it's called Complete Liberty. Um, but um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of videos of me being completely inebriated <laughs> on this podcast. Um, and then also like dropping some knowledge as I tend to do from time to time. I try to keep it cavalier, always off the horse. So there they introduced me to Swami's. Uh, they introduced me to Ballast Point. They introduced me to, oh goodness, it's like fire something. Um, it's uh, another, uh, another San Diego beer. There's another one in San Marcos called Mother Earth. Mother Earth is fantastic. There is so much going on in like San Diego brewing and like, I don't know if he's, he's ever pulled the trigger on this business, but I also knew a fire chief down there who made beer in his garage and oh my God, this dude, these IPAs he made were like crazy amazing. And he was just, you know, this was his hobby. So, I mean, the, the culture runs deep down there. Like it's not just the craft brewery, all these craft breweries that started down there started with a guy like him in their garage. <laughs> it's so cool. Like I picture like the mad scientist with the goggles and like, uh, the crazy hair, doc Brown, you know, <laughs> was it like breaking bad or some shit? <laughs> Heisenberg. <laughs> Heisenberg. I love that I have you here. I love the fact that you're a Las Vegas native, but you also come from the same uh, state that I come from and you have the same appreciation for craft beer that I have. But the difference between you and I, and my listeners already know this about me because I've mentioned it in other episodes, I am not an IPA drinker. And one of the reasons that I am having you on the show today is because you are an IPA drinker. And I need someone to review the IPAs that, and I thought it would be fun, and we agreed on this, that we could start reviewing some of the local breweries here in Las Vegas to celebrate what we're doing here in Las Vegas. Now, if you live in LA, San Diego, Santa Barbara, uh, Humboldt, Eureka, anywhere in Garberville, anywhere in Marin County, or anywhere in San Francisco, East Bay, Contra Costa County, Alameda County, you already know, we already have an amazing IPA breweries. IPA became very popularized by the big breweries that were doing it out on the West Coast. But as far as I'm concerned, Las Vegas is still the West Coast. I mean, we're only like a short drive away. So, I mean, I, I would never consider myself anything else but a West Coast girl. So uh, what we have done, chosen to do today is we are going to grab a couple of IPAs from a couple of 
different Las Vegas breweries. And our friend here, Patrick, is going to review them for us. Because guess what? I'm drinking whiskey. I'm not touching the IPA. The IPA makes my nose itch. I can't take it. I can't do IPAs. I don't think that I have a gluten allergy, but every time I've tried to enjoy an IPA, whether it be Racer 5 or anything else, I just can't enjoy it. But I love you guys so much that I have brought in an IPA enthusiast to help give you a review. Grab one out. Let's grab one of your double IPAs. And if you have some vanilla ice cream, I'm going to drop some in there and I will attempt to drink an IPA with some, if I can make it, if I can haze it up a little bit, bring it, give me a fudge bar and I'll have the first IPA with you because is it chocolate? I'll eat it. (laughs) I will. I'll do it. Well, I just wanted to thank you, Patrick, for being here to do our IPA review. We will definitely do a second or third episode where we can go over more IPA styles from the local Las Vegas breweries. Is there anything else you would like to leave us with, Patrick? Is this a hashtag shameless self-promotion again? Do it. All right. So I, I got up my fingers in a lot of things right now. but Lots ice, of beer. Lots of beer. We've had lots of beer. Yes, we have. IceCreamSocial.Vegas. So I hooked up with a software developer who built a um, API to integrate with IBM's Watson to analyze your social media and um, basically tell you what you're supposed to post, how you're supposed to say it, what pictures you're supposed to use. And this is all done for you um, for a ridiculously low um, subscription rate. So yeah. Ice cream social.vegas hit me up about that. Be live on Friday. Thank you, Patrick. And thank you for being on Beer Talk Radio. Thank you. I had a blast. Have a great night. Hey, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. I hope you laughed. I hope you learned something new. And I hope you found a brand new appreciation for this beautiful liquid that we call craft beer. Please don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes. And if you'd like to follow me on any of my social media platforms, you can find them all at www.beertalkradio.net. If you'd like to send me a message directly, I am Ginny at beertalkradio.net. Thanks for drinking with me today and have a good one.